0: Hi everyone and welcome to The Sound Seed. This is a branch of the Women's Fellowship in Manchester called The Seed. We aim to uproot lies and plant the truth through conversation. We have a sister fellowship in London. You can find out more information about this on www.lovelimitless.com. So let's begin. There are women out there that struggle with these things and you know, they can't leave the house without a wig. And I was one of those, you know, for many years, I would never, you would never catch me outside with my natural hair it was just not something that I did Um. hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the sound seed podcast today is a very interesting and I think um I was gonna say girly but I think men talk about this stuff as well so just a general thing that people like to talk about and that's body image you know Mm. talking about about our bodies and our bodies changing um but before we get into that we're just going to introduce ourselves so my name is Haika Faith and I'm joined by three other ladies who will also be introducing themselves.
1: My name is Ziza. Wow. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah I decided I'm going to be using my other government names um that is your name? Oh, is that actually From your middle. name? Yeah, yes. oh, My name is Azizat. I love Oh, no way. I yeah. did not know Oh, yeah, that. I can't, I'm so done. Don't okay. now okay. be listening to the episode. I'm piecing my names to find out what's in my passport. Um.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but thank you, Azizat. Next we have... Okay. <laughs> Ife and Shelly, they spoke at the same time. They were literally in sync. Um, but yeah, body image, guys. So this was kind of, I don't even know if it's just body, because it's not even body that this this one is was based off. But I was on Instagram and this thing came up where this woman was talking about how she was in a relationship for five years and the man never saw her without without her wig. So she never took her wig off. So like, if, even when she was going to sleep, she would literally like put a scarf on, (laughs) I'm looking at Aramide's face, she's in shock, Um, but she would put a scarf on her head and go to sleep with the wig on her head and I was just like wow like that's intense and I totally like get the pain and the feeling of having to feel like what you have or who you are is not good enough so you have to conceal it and then Mm -hmm. constantly live in a place of concealing who you are Mm -hmm. so a question for you guys have you have any of you ever struggled with something like this maybe not being able to take your wig off or anything else yeah
1: Talk about
2: it. Talk about it. Go girl. on. Share. Oh, so no, no one else is gonna say yeah? Okay. I mean, I
1: have. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for the yeah. Nice guys you <laughs> you Yeah, not about. I think in terms of like in the past, let's say like three years, I've had body image issues. But it's not in terms of how other people perceive my body. It's more about how I perceive my body. Yeah, but that's anything what I to do that's part of it. Yeah, wearing yeah. wigs. Being seen without makeup—that has not been something I've struggled with because this is how I am. Okay, this is how I enter the world. All right, this is how I leave the world. (laughs) Unless I want to fly to Turkey or see Doctor Miami, it's not changing. So yeah, I I had resolved to just be okay with certain aspects of myself from a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. I hear that. I, I think a... we can be insecure about different things. Yeah, yeah. but are we, oh, sorry, are we talking about specifically body image? Yeah, no, are, I mean, I mean, oh. the
0: the title is body image, but yeah, we it can be whether you're insecure about your body, whether you're insecure about the way your hair grows, you know, just the way you look, I guess. Um, okay. But for those of us that have, I guess, struggled with because there's there's a lot of women out there. <laughs> because this is a grown woman you know there's a lot of women out there that struggle with these things and you know they can't leave the house without a wig and I was one of those you know for many years I would never you would never catch me outside with my natural hair it was just not something that I, I did um so it was difficult because you don't truly accept yourself and then you always mm. feel like you have to and present a certain image everywhere you go to you know and if you don't have your wig on your head you you practically feel exposed and naked so the mm-hmm. question I was going to go off I know Shelly, you said yes how um do you want to share about like your experience oh
2: yeah um so I well t- okay so um my face isn't my skin tone isn't even on my face um and so like yeah I, I know where it is actually <laughs> I'm pointing I'm um, to it as if anyone can see, but um yeah, so it's an uneven, and I never liked it from like legit primary school child I never liked it the minute I noticed it um I just did this I didn't I just didn't like it, and I remember in a level when my friend first took me to pharmacy and she got me some drugstore um some drugstore foundation she helped me find my my the right shade, and I was just like, we got it on, and I was just like, oh my goodness, magic, my face is like one skin tone, brilliant. Uh, and from that, from that, from that moment, what I tell you, I am not leaving my house without it on, and I am, I, I'm completely serious. I remember when I came to uni, um, and coming to uni in a country five thousand miles away, meaning it was very hard mm-hmm. to find the place that sold your shade of foundation for a, you know, beautiful chocolate dark skinned woman. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so I had to like order it online. I had to hunt it down online. My, the, the, I only knew one brand that had, well, I only knew one brand because I only tried one brand. So I only knew my shade in one, in one brand. And so I, I hunted it down because I couldn't find it. Found it and I had to order it when it finally ran out. And I remember one day like having a lecture, like a full on, not even lecture, a full uni day with lectures at uni. And my order was late. I did not leave. I did not go. I did not attend. I said, sorry, no, <laughs> I am not stepping out of my house. And I forgot, it's not going to happen so I legit I waited till my order arrived and then I was just like we can go back to normal living now this is how it's got to be uh but yeah I remember I remember uh yeah I remember those days honestly them days were not cute It's just yeah. not okay
0: feels like bondage doesn't it girl just it like exactly <laughs> I'm I'm sure people are thinking it they just don't want to say because that's what I used to describe it as it's literal bondage because you can't how can I not function because I don't have my hair done like one know? piece of wow one piece of foundation you're not leaving your home <laughs> you know going on around day when
1: you said especially and then based on the scenario you initially gave when you said obviously this woman with the situation where she can't take her wig in front of her husband uh sorry her boyfriend um the first one that came into my mind was idol mm. i think sometimes we're like oh money's an idol this is an idol but it's like some things that we can't simply live without that's not actually necessary for human living and we can't function without it that can be an idol and I don't know why but I had this I remembered um so there's a show in the UK called Love Island and I remembered every single time a black girl would be on the show what will people be talking about on the twisted spheres when is she gonna take her wig off? And I remembered, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, when's she going to take it off? Because the first night um, I watched the show, she went to bed with her wig on. And everyone was like, oh, she shouldn't have done that. And then the next day, she took it off and she was wearing a headscarf. And people were like, can you just have some self-control? You're on national television. You've got a bonnet on. Like, what are you doing? And I thought about the years before, the girls that they couldn't, like, some had to ship in extra wigs. So someone would be like, "Oh, that outfit looks nice, but her wig is wrong." So she had to literally ship in a new wig whilst on the show, right? Because it was this thing of like, especially as a, especially if you're a black woman. I'm sure if you're a woman, you know, if you're not black, but whatever your whatever beauty standards you guys have, like in your communities or in your culture. But all I know is when I was watching the show, it was just kind of like, "Oh, what wig is she gonna wear today?" Or "Oh, she her leave out isn't perfectly blended into her into her." I don't know. Is it weave? this kind of obsession with like your hair having to look quote unquote good all the time and I think if that's the standard that everyone is setting and if your hair automatically doesn't look good well their version of good it means you're unkept it means that you know you don't look after yourself properly or like you're not a fly babe like then you're in a situation where you have to constantly like quote up appearances um and and I think that can be quite it's a a scary precedence in terms of like if you do not have hair that looks a certain way people will judge you and the thing is it's not hair that is growing out of your head it's like I feel like it directly correlates with how much money you even have like I feel like it spills into everything else and and I think you're, you're judged more than just what's in your head but I think it indicates so many different things and people read about you in terms of what's placed in your head and I think that is actually really detrimental because it just goes past self-image sorry, body image and it's now self-image and like how you're seeing how you perceive and your
0: worth yeah yeah that's so good and I think even what you were saying about like people start to define who you are based on what's on your head I remember Mm -hmm. I used to be like you know I used to I used to describe certain type of girls as the girls that have like hair down to their butt you know, because in my mind, if you like that kind of things, you're a very girly girl, and you like you're probably that girl that's very put together. And if you don't, if you're not into that, you're more of a tomboy type girl. But based on what Aramiday just beautifully said, like all the different points that you just brought up, and how this is kind of like idol, and like idolizing a certain look, idolizing a certain image, and then. um kind of buying into that and then um feeling insecure not just in your body and the way you look but also your self-worth how do we then as christian women respond to these requirements in society um that have been placed on women whether they've been placed on women or whether we just place them on ourselves how do we respond even if it's just a thing that oh i just like wigs you know how do we still respond to to this
1: I was going to ask Shelly, you know, like, I've seen Shelly out and about without makeup, you know, and she is. Oh, I've been freed it. from my bondage, please. That's yeah. what <laughs> say, like, what ask no, was just saying, like, I'm
2: scared of that gang oh, anymore. I can't stand. What? I actually can't stand work of um, makeup most of the time, but um, I actually can't. It's, uh, no, I think, like I said, the whole not liking the whole um uneven skin, that was from like childhood, legit. I can remember not liking that from like four years old. But and the makeup was just like, ah, I felt like, I felt like it was freedom, you know, because I was just like, I finally found my answer. Um, And then, and this was, this was before I got saved as well. So I think, I think it's very kind of obvious where I'm going to go with it. But like, let me, let me like kind of break down the actual process, because it wasn't like a one to go type of thing. It was more Mm -hmm. so like when I got saved, obviously, you know, we thank Jesus. um, And it was just um, when I got saved, you know, just I, I I did still, you know, prioritize, you know, having that foundation on before I stepped out of the house. Um, but then like just the more time I spent with God and like the more time I actually just got to know him, it really was, it, uh, I became more secure in my identity as a child of God. And so it wasn't okay. And then, it, and so I started to see myself the way that God saw me. And so I started to see, and I didn't, even, I didn't even I didn't actually clock when it started to happen until like, you know, you know, when you have reflective moments and you look back and you're kind of just like, oh, I didn't clock that I started doing this. It was like I would wake up and I would look at my face and I'm just like, oh my goodness, Shelly your face is so beautiful. I didn't actually clock that I was doing it. And then eventually, like I literally just started walking out of my house without foundation, stop caring because it was just the more I got to spend time with him, the more he revealed to me how he saw me. You know, so he revealed to me that you know your face is actually beautiful. So I would I didn't actually clock until one day I was just like, wow, Shelly you're waking up and you're liking, you're actually liking. <laughs> you're scared. I was just like, but out of this house. Um, so I think it's really a case. Um, yeah, like insecurity can run deep, you know, for a lot of people. So I'm guessing that for um this young woman who, you know, <laughs> would never take off a wig, I could imagine that that probably that's rooted in something that <laughs> goes way back. And you know, I, I very I very much sympathize with her. Um and so it definitely won't um be broken in one go for sure, because yes, it is bondage or idolatry or both. Um mm-hmm. but um one thing is the minute you actually start to um, yeah, just, I really spend time with God and like, listen to what he has to say, because, um, God has a lot to say, you know. He he speaks to you about you know about himself, about how to live life, and he speaks to you about yourself as well. And so in that, you know, he's revealing to you the beauty which is you, you know, because he made you. He says, you know, like, um, and we all quote it, you know. So we actually start listening to it, you know, beautifully when when um David's proclaiming, "I am fearfully and wonderfully made," you know, actually like believing that, you know, what I actually am, fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, I was made in His image, you know, all these things that we encourage people to actually take to heart you know it's really a case of yes actually listen to the words and start taking it to heart but that actually takes spending time with God for you to actually believe in it so that you can
1: actually work on your heart yeah I agree and I think as well as you said it's a process like I remember having a conversation with this lady and she was like um I just can't take my wig off I was like why not and she was like I just can't imagine if I went on the night out I can't imagine me doing it at all I was like well you don't know if you've not tried because like, i know i can't i can't i can't and i think whatever we if if someone asks us to do something our response often tells us how close or how tightly we are holding on to it mm-hmm. um to define who we are and also to just define what we think beauty is right um and the people that still were wigs for protective styling not to determine um their beauty um so I think I think it's a process and be willing to walk with people and reminding them that the confidence that they need is not the affirmation of other people and it's also not the affirmation of themselves because I know I've heard I've heard people say oh if you're struggling with self-worth or body image the thing that you need to say is look in your look in the mirror every day and say that I am beautiful I am strong um And I think that has an aspect to it, but because the source is you, it's going to be limited. Um, And I love what Mary Cassian says. She says, if you lack confidence, giving yourself a confidence pep talk is not an effective solution. What you actually need is to stop relying on yourself. God beckons you to turn to an infinitely greater, more powerful and more trustworthy source. And that's him, right? Um, Because I think the world wants to fix the problem by looking in ourselves but God is saying, "Yes, I agree. There's a problem, but the source needs to be me, because when it's Him, it's everlasting. When it's us, it's temporal. Yeah, um, yeah. So the the quality of of the confidence in ourselves is not that lasting, but the quality of assurance in Christ and in God lasts forever." i i think a wider conversation is really really important alongside what you guys have said about how our bodies aren't made to fit man's version of perfection when god created each and every single one of us he created what he believes is good in his sight and that might not always fit what other people think is beautiful and I think it's important that we know who made us and who we're made for. Literally, we are his um is something workmanship or oh, what's that scripture? Um, in Ephesians, we are his workmanship, Yeah. We are actually his workmanship. And if you've kind of noticed, like all over from the beginning of time, obviously people have beautified themselves, like right, to accentuate, you know, the things that you know God has given them. But I think we can't all deny that in the past, let's say like 30, 40 years, in terms of everyone seems to be gravitating towards one particular look, whether it's everyone's getting their teeth done, everyone is getting their eyelids reshaped, everyone's getting fuller lips, everyone's getting breast and bump implants and waist that's really small. BBL, people are losing their lives. And the thing is, if you think about what your body actually does, your body keeps you safe. Your body keeps is actually healthy <laughs> if you're relatively healthy. But even still, your body is keeping you alive, right? Like your organs are... If you if you can listen to this podcast, something is going right. As in your heart totally. is still beating, right? Your ears are still working. You can still worship. And you still have a day. If you listen to this, there's this is an extra day that you're living on this earth. And it's the Lord who is keeping you. But he's keeping you in the body that he's giving to you, meaning that your body's actually doing what it's meant to do. Right. It, it, it's doing what it's meant to do. And I think when we when we see all of these, you know, oh, I want to do this because it seems that people are, big, are gifting each other plastic surgeries for for birthdays. People are even looking at their bodies to be like, what more can I change? Do I make my nose smaller? Do I do this? And this is this idea of you will never, ever stop. Mm -hmm. Because you're always going to look for more things to change within yourself, more things. And I think it's really important, just not even if you don't struggle with certain body image issues. For example, my issues are more weight based rather than how my face looks or anything like that. But even regardless, we really have to check ourselves to say, am I trying to strive towards man's version of perfection? perfection that changes every decade before it was mm. being stick thin that was that was that was celebrated now it's being voluptuous that has been se- that been celebrated I'm sure we're going to go back and forth right and it's how how can you afford I'm not saying financially but can you keep affording to be in a position where you are ha- you're, you're keeping yourself at the mercy of what other people are saying of what society is telling you to look like because you're going to have to keep changing and that's a really scary thought because what God gave us to begin with is enough yes we can beautify yes some things can add more confidence you know if I wear high heels I have a bit of a pep in my step and I look good and I'm confident that's good but to what end to what end because it's, it's almost as if we're trying to cheat old age sometimes. It's like, oh, I'm going to get rid of these fine lines and wrinkles. But I'm like, there's going to come to a point in time when do, do you have to keep on like doing this? Because your body's going to change. So many things are going to happen to you. And it, it sounds like we're trying to fight the inevitable and we're fighting a battle. We're just never going to win because man's standards are insatiable. But the Lord who created you to begin with created you in a way that he deems to be perfect. And if you know you're already perfect the way God has made you, you can actually be rest assured that any add-ons you put on are just simply temporary add-ons. They don't define you as a person.
0: Yeah. That's beautifully said. Um, I will also add, I think there may be certain things that, maybe disabilities and things that may cause your body to and not function well in in certain aspects but the the encouragement is at the end of the day to be concerned with what really matters and that's the soul right because at the end of the day um, we will our bodies will be will die (laughs) they will die they will fade away and we don't want to live this whole life being concerned with something that will fade um, for for our souls to also fade away with it um, Mm. until eternal pain that's what I'm going to say pain Um, but we want to be concerned with our salvation and our eternal life as well and pursuing that um, wholeheartedly with everything Um, I think it's it is difficult though because we do live in this world but like what Aramide said it's always changing the standard the goalpost is always moving and we can't be concerned with something that changes but guess what doesn't change god he remains the same you know he's constant he remains the same he doesn't he does not require you to be skinny today and thick tomorrow you know like he's always the same his requirement is always the same and that's to pursue him and that's to pursue love that's to pursue his glory um and that's, yeah, that's for him to be glorified through your life and through the way you live your life. And I think the things that we that we are concerned with as well, if we're obsessed with our body image and our external, that doesn't glorify God. Um, but if we put that energy into being concerned and obsessed with winning souls for Christ, that glorifies him, right? And how can I win souls for Christ? By, yes, being healthy, remaining alive, remaining active, but not being obsessed you know, with the way we look and our bodies and how we're, we're yeah, how we look. So, so uh, the last question I have is, how then do we, how then do we um, how, pursue a healthy life? How do we pursue a healthy life without being obsessed? Or even when we start to see certain benefits without getting carried away, like, oh, you know, I'm this, I'm that. How do we pursue a healthy life without being obsessed with a uh, quote-unquote healthy life?
1: I was literally just going to say this, because I think it's it's just like the world. Just take something good and make it into a god, right? That is what the world is always doing. So mm-hmm. even this, this thing about body image and making sure that your body's good, you know, or, or healthy that is a good thing but I think the line is where you begin to draw your identity and your worth from the quality of your body right because you know that's fading that's not gonna last so I think we can always have in view that yes we're here to steward our bodies but we're not here to find identity in our bodies right or in how we look or how we dress or all that kind of stuff I think when you when you cross that line you know, this, the grace of God is ready to pull you back into into God's true design and what he had planned for us at the beginning, <laughs> you know, like, like we're them only them. here to be stewards, we're not here yeah. to find identity in, in our bodies or be owners of our bodies, but to be stewards of them until we gain a new one Um, as Jesus comes again, which sounds so great, I mean, like it sounds <laughs> so good, right, and but yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking about. Mm, yeah.
2: I was going to say to distinguish the difference between a need and a want. (laughs) Um, I think... So many people are just like, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need to do this to my body, I need to do this to my body, Um, in, in terms of like certain operations and, and stuff like that. And for certain people, for health reasons, they actually do need certain operations. But for a majority, it's really just a desire. And it's like if it says, you know, um, they're using this for the wrong reasons. You know, they're wanting these things for the wrong reasons, because yes, it's very important, you know, our bodies are our temples and we are meant to steward over them and make sure that, you know, um, they serve their purpose, and they are healthy, but recognize what you need to do to keep your body healthy, recognize what you need to do to steward over your body well, and recognize what you're desiring to do, um, simply for the, um, you know, simply, you know, to get, you know, validation from, um, you know, your peers, or whoever else, so yeah, I would just say recognizing the difference,
0: the real difference. That's good, (laughs) thanks ladies, that's good. Aramide?
1: Yeah. Um first Peter three verse three to four comes to mind. It says, Do not let your adornings be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart, with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. I think first and foremost, if you are if you are more focused, yes, it doesn't mean that you know it doesn't mean that you shouldn't adorn yourself that's not what the scripture is saying it's just saying just do not let it only simply be external and if you are suffering in your relationship with god and you and you've neglected that but you need to put up an image because we're talking about body image here but self-image also isn't really important and if Mm -hmm. you're neglecting you know spending time with god cultivating a relationship with god cultivating things that do not perish, but actually precious in the sight. If that's if that's less important to you than you know what you wear and the surgery you have and the wig of your head and whatever, then that that's when you know that you have a, a big problem. Um, because, like we said, you know, the, all these external things will perish or fade away in heaven. You'll get new bodies, um, and the the lips maybe you paid for won't follow you to heaven. Um, you know the body that you maybe purchase the the bundles you purchase won't follow you into heaven um but but it so it's important that first and foremost you're eternally minded and then everything else follows rather than everything else follows and you let your relationship with god just fall apart because you're just so having this image is so important to you
0: Mm. yeah that's good even reminded me of um Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and every other thing shall be added to you. Mm. Um, This idea that seek God first. And I'm not saying because you're seeking God, your body's going to be banging. But because, (laughs) I mean, that's... Anyway, seek God first. And as we said, like, new bodies are coming. The important things are coming. Do you get what I mean? Like the things that we think are so important now and matter now, they're gonna fade away. But when we seek God, when we seek his kingdom and his righteousness, all other things that we actually truly need will come. They will flow from that place of seeking him first. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, before we end, does anyone else have something to say? I feel like if has got something to say.
1: No, it was literally you know when a was like, you pay for the BBR. I was gonna be like, yeah, but Jesus paid for it all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my oh my <laughs> actually, let me, um, let me, let me, let me not interrupt her because she's saying stuff, but yeah, just me being me,
0: Jesus Christ was like, I didn't pay for that. <laughs> um but yeah ladies um this episode was just to I guess encourage you one that you know people go through it you're not alone we are we are all in this together we've all experienced our own insecurities and difficulties of whether it be the wig or the makeup um but to also encourage you that you know what the things that matter are kingdom things you know, they're of the kingdom, they're of God and we should fix our eyes on what's important because the things of this world will fade away they will, they will die um, but eternal life is real and it's there for all of us so pursue that with everything that you've got um, and yeah, pray as well pray, be honest and open with your sisters about how you're feeling and allow them to pray with you as well um, but We hope you enjoyed the episode and we will hear you again next week. Bye. Bye. So this has been The Sound Seed. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep pursuing truth through conversation and community. See you on the next episode.